Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to another fun-filled Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live at 11 Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina mm-hmm. McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Kenan McGee on the Twitter and at Kenan McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so. That's why. And also, too, you can catch any of our other five live shows throughout the week. You have to miss them. You can catch them and listen to them at your, and watch them at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. Also, you can follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, Second City Sports, you can do so by subscribing to War or Anchor. We're available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are on the unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. You have any opinions or inquiries or questions during our during our two hour extravaganza we call the sports radio show? You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and they'll do something stupid or just straight up acting ignorant, as the kids would say. I've given Lakina full power to give you the Bill Lambier boot. Bye-bye. I love when she says that. <laughs> Moving on. Speaking of giving the opponents the, uh, the boot, Lakina, let's start off by discussing the Chicago Bulls in the NBA playoffs. Um, before we do that, our guest uh, menu for today, coming up in our next segment, we have friend of the show, the governor, Dave Kerner, sports uh, radio anchor and reporter for News Radio 780 WBBM. He's going to hop on with us to talk about the NFL draft for the Bears discuss the Bulls, and get into Chicago baseball talk. And, of course, next hour, our girl, Christine the Queen, Manica for KXRB in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, will hop on with us to talk everything, sports, entertainment, and more. And we have a lot to talk about with her. She's uh, joining us for consecutive weeks. She has something planned uh, coming up, uh, so she couldn't have a week in between gap. She'll explain a whole lot more about that. Uh, in the next hour. So, Lakina, uh, the Chicago Bulls were booted out of the playoffs by the Milwaukee Bucks on Wednesday, 116 to 100. The Bulls finished the season, the regular season, with 46 wins. They got one victory against the Bucks in these playoffs. 
Uh, they were overmatched, especially in these last three games by Milwaukee. The Milwaukee was the better team. Uh, the Bulls, they brought winning basketball back to Chicago. It was the first time that they appeared in the playoffs since 2017. Lakina, this is just as simple as this. I enjoyed watching this team all year long, despite everything that happened to them, COVID, injuries, inconsistent play, and in a bad second half of the season. But if you, you uh, take off your rose-colored glasses, no pun intended, if you look into the team uh, going down the road, I trust Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley to get this thing done. Uh, they're really going to have a critical eye on what this, what this team looks like for next year and beyond. Yeah, and uh, if you saw the the press that they just finished, um, continuity is what they want. They want the continuity. They got that core, so we'll see if they make any moves this offseason. And someone had a list of some of the uh, the free agents, and, you know, with not a lot of, you know, sort of, there were some familiar names, but you wonder, can they fit the system? Do they have anything left? Some guys have had injury issues, so it's going to be very interesting to see where that um where that goes with that. Um, I know Ios, Ayo Dusuma, of course, I know he said he wants to play the summer league and you know, then starts in a couple of months right after the finals. You know, we'll see what happens there. I know P. Will has said he wants to go back into summer league, so I think that should help having that continuity there between those two uh, young players. You know, Lazo Ball's injury is still, <clears throat> excuse me, something to, uh, to be concerned about a little bit because I feel like it'll be interesting to see, you know, if he has to have another procedure done on his knee to kind of get that knee cleaned up. Same thing with Zach. I know some people are, you know, debating whether or not Zach, you know, is he a max player and blah, blah, blah. Well, look, you're a better team with him than you are without him. So if you do decide not to, you know, sign him to the max, where are you going to, okay, who are you going to get your uh, your scoring from? Who are you going to get, you know, that camaraderie from, if you will? So who who's out there? Who would you trade for? And, of course, of course, all Bulls fans, you know, Bulls Twitter have their own little crazy. There. Hey, how about let's get Rudy Gobert or let's get AD or let's get, you know, this guy. And that I like, come on, guys. I mean, this is why some of you are not NBA executives, you know, just saying leave that to the professionals. But, you know, I'll be interested to see what AK and Mark Eversley decide to do because, you know, they always got something up their seat. They always do. So I have full confidence in them. And uh, look, this offseason for the Bulls should be a very uh, eventful. Yeah, so we attacked uh, them on the show, Lakina. Don't you know that bad boys move in silence? So we'll see what happens with AK and Mark Eversley going forward with, for the Chicago Bulls. Lakina, Rudy Gobert, I heard that too. Uh, you know, um, now new GM Danny Ainge, the old Boston Celtic, uh, great. Uh, he's running the show in Utah now. Of course, we'll get into what happened to them earlier this week. Uh, it looks like it may be changes there. Now, Rudy Gobert, I, I think you had the numbers in front of you, Lakina. But uh, Rudy Gobert will solve a whole lot of issues, at least defensively, for Chicago. But I think it comes with a heavy price tag between 44 and $46 million. Mm -hmm. The Chicago Bulls are already up against the cap. And is it really a risk you'll have to trade for him? That means Zach Levine. Do you really want to trade Zach Levine potentially for him? I don't think yeah. so. I don't think it's worth it. I mean, he's yeah, he's a three-time defensive player of the year, but at the same time, though, it's going to cost you more than you would if he if you keep Zach. So mm -hmm. that sort of you know question, and then like I'm kind of wondering, is that even is he even worth it? I mean, he's mm -hmm. about I think what two three three two or three years older than Zach, so I'm I'm yeah. a little sort of you know concerned about the age and a little bit of the wear and tear. He's been around the league longer, so he's had some injury issues himself. So let let's you know let let's sort of you know put you know. To, you know, like slow down and pump the brakes on in that front. But like I said, we we we'll get we'll have time to talk about it with Dave in a little bit. But I want to get into like you know, the rest of the playoffs because we're not going to have time to because we've got so much to talk about. Still, let's talk about some of the series that just ended. 
Uh, we'll do some forget from last night. You got Philly, Phoenix, and Dallas all in their respective series mm-hmm. last night, all winning four to two. 132 97 you know, against Toronto. Finally, the Sixers finally won because there were some <laughs> concerns that they were going to blow that 3 0 lead. Yeah, Phoenix. some of you folks in Philadelphia really wanted disaster so you can get out of oh, your yes. anger. <laughs> yeah, so that's so when you, you know, it'll get uh, Doc to lose his job. So thankfully yeah. that didn't happen. Uh, Phoenix, you know, they finally got it together. Although I will say, I'll give the Pelicans credit. They have a really good core with Brendan, Brendan Ingram and Calderon and um McCallum has definitely given them some of that a little bit of life so we'll see if they can keep that up going into next season if Zion comes back I say if he comes back you know we'll see what happens there Dallas also Bogdanovich had a nice look for a three-pointer that would have you know forced game seven but you know he missed it and you know it's sort of now you, they lose to Utah you know Dallas and such so they it's gonna be very interesting that was a really end up being a really good series too so what kind of caught your eye among those three games last night I want to start up with the Philly Toronto game, of course, uh, for the drama of it. Uh, I was pulling for Toronto, but realistically, I knew Philadelphia was going to win. I didn't think they would dominate like this, but uh, they finally got their act together and closed out a, a young and scrappy, a good Toronto team. Joel and B, who's playing with a, a torn ligament in his right thumb, he had 33 points. James Harden, the die, as the kids would say, <laughs> he had 22 points, including two or five shooting from downtown. Uh, Tyrese Maxey had 25 points. Tobias Harris, who's going to be my key player in the next round, that still faced the Miami Heat, who finished off the Atlanta Hawks without Jimmy Butler the other night. Uh, uh, Tobias Harris had 19. On the flip side for Toronto, Pascal Siakam had 24 points. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. ended up with 19. Chris Boucher had 25 off the bench. Toronto was a – I don't want to say they are a try-hard team. They had to uh, be that way because – of the injury to now rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes, after that first game. But Toronto is not going to be – it's going to be a team that not to me people want to mess with the next year. They gave Philly all they had. It wasn't for the injuries. We probably will be previewing the game seven, but Philadelphia got their act together and, and they're moving on. Yeah, the the third win for a doc by at least 30 points in a series clinching game. So that actually ties <laughs> Pat Riley for the most in NBA playoff history. So – at least, look, you have they can uh, sell out on that. So we'll get to their next series in a second, who they play, because they play a very tough team, you know, coming up next. Uh, talk about Phoenix for a second. This was a very close game for a while, but I mm-hmm. think Phoenix finally, you know, the experience. Devin Booker was able to come back. He had 13 points. You kind of think that they were sort of, you know, take this a little bit with that hamstring and such. Um, Mikhail Bridges has stepped up a lot these last couple of games mm-hmm. for Phoenix, had 18 you know, CP3 had 33 leading the way for them. Cam Johnson had 13 coming off a bench, coming off the bench. I should say, uh, Booker hit a, a big three that you know that clinched that game, clinched that you know clinching that uh, that that particular series for them. And look, I, I think Phoenix, you know, they got a little bit of a scare for them. You know, I think we'll see what happens with New Orleans next year. But look, they they did what you're supposed to within one seed. You're back against the wall, and you mm-hmm. got a little bit of you know more of a battle from uh, AT that you didn't think they would. You would, but you came back and you won it. Yeah, we talked about this on our last show, Lakina. Balanced scoring for, for Phoenix was, was going to get this done. And Cam Johnson came off the benches and scored 19 point, uh, 13 points, I should say. And you read, that, read off the numbers from the starters. And, and I didn't expect Devin Booker to come back last night, but he looked okay. Like you said, he's trying to ease his way back into the line. He got regular season starters minutes for 32 minutes of action. But, you know, in the playoffs, that bumps up at least 10 minutes more. But uh, Phoenix, uh, they did what they had to do. They executed down the stretch last night. And so they deserve to win. Uh, as I said on our last couple of episodes, and I'll say it one more again, 
mm -hmm. as the kids would say, give really green the head coach of New Orleans Pelicans credit because he had that team playing hard. Uh, they uh, they had nothing to lose. No one expected them to. Uh, no one expected the Devin Booker injury. First of all, and number two, everybody, including yours, surely expected New Orleans to get swept uh, out of this series, and they won two games uh, despite the circumstances. Uh, they the, the Pelicans won two games uh, in this series. Now, what happens with Zion Zion Williamson this summer? I don't know, but uh, give get uh, head coach really green credit. Get, give those players credit too. Matt, our guy Matt, Matt Pat's favorite guy Jose Alvarado. Uh, he was a pest in there. Uh, Brandon Ingram. Uh, he's he's been an all star before. So of course CJ McCollum ha has made a difference ever since he was acquired at the trade deadline to go to New Orleans. So he gets them some scoring, some outside shooting. So. New Orleans, they look good for the future, even without Zion Williams. So, like I said, we're going to see, wait and see what happens to him this summer. I really like Alvarado and his game, so we'll see if they can make it. Don't tell my pack that. <laughs> I know, right? He's not. He's not going to be very healthy. But Valanciunas so looks really, looks really good too. He struggled a little bit from three, so I think that sort of you know, was a difference for them. But we'll see what happens with them, you know. And Willie Green, look for you. He would work at, you know, He was Monty Williams' top assistant, so he would. The, mm -hmm. It shouldn't really surprise anybody that you know he, you know, he was able to kind of push the Suns when he did. You saw the emotion after the game. All the Suns players and you know he and Monty Williams shared a nice moment. And yeah. of course, CP3 played there for like, like eight or nine years, mm -hmm. so it was you know it was just an emotional series. So I, I know that the Suns are happy that that series is over with and they can kind of. Mm -hmm. Move on. Uh, they'll play Dallas. Dallas uh, was able to edge out Utah. It was very close. I think. I think Utah was up. I think of what sixteen in the second in the the second half or something like that. So I was going back and forth from the draft. So it was sort of like <laughs> I thought. Oh well, okay. I guess we're going to go to game seven. But then you know, Dallas came back. Mm -hmm. Of course, Luca did. Did, you know, he was okay. Probably not by Lucas standards. I'll probably tell you that he had 24 points. Jalen Brunson had 24, but it was Spencer Dinwiddie who had 19 off the bench to kind of let that come back for the Mavs beating uh, the Jazz 98-96 as they win their series four to two. And uh, look, Dallas did what you're supposed to do. I mean, look, your your star player, you know, kind of had his struggles a little bit, but you know, the other guys are stepping up for him. Yeah, on the flip side for Utah, not much help uh, um, to compliment Donovan Mitchell. He didn't have a great game. Yes, he had 23 points, but uh, he only had two or seven shooting from downtown. Rudy Gobert gave you a double-double with 10 points and 12 rebounds. Could it be his last game in, in a Jazz uniform? We'll see this summer. But um, you didn't get help, much help from the bench outside of Jordan Clarkson's 15 points. It's too bad the Bulls can't get him because I know he's not a just a stand-up shooter, but I think he, he's an option that the Bulls could look for. Like I said, we'll get, get deeper into the Bulls later with our guests. But Jordan Jordan Clarkson, his 15 points, outside of that, the, the, the Utah Jazz's bench, uh, they really served them. And, and that's been their story ever, ever since the second half of the season. Yeah, the, the, you know, Utah has been – I don't know what's been happening with them. I mean, they look our buddy, uh, you know, our our good buddy and our former coach Jay Fiver says that you know, he's always a big fan of that team. But mm -hmm. unfortunately, you know, they you know have not showed up in the playoffs. And could this be the sort of perhaps maybe breaking up that core? Again, that's something that they'll mm -hmm. have to look you know to to, to figure it out because it's the second straight season that the Jazz blew a double digit uh, lead in the elimination, elimination game to end their season. So that's not good if you're a Jazz fan. So. We'll see what happens there. And uh, you know, Golden State 
uh, 102.98 on Wednesday. They ended the, the, the Nuggets season, and I think if you're Jokic, you went, you you you, you did what you could, you know, to try to kind of hold down the floor with Murray, you know, mm-hmm. recovering from his injury. He will be back till next season. Michael Porter got hurt early this year. He will be back till next year. So, but then the the Warriors look. They showed you why they're still kind of like at the top. So everyone stepped up. Um, you know, Jordan Poole only had eight points. He might be a little bit upset because didn't get most improved player. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but look, I mean, not, not really much from the Warriors, but they really didn't need to because they did just enough to win their series. And also, too, uh, Steph Curry is starting to get healthy. I know he uh, when he came back, he he, he played the, the first couple of games coming off the bench. He, he was still effective. But as I said before, Lakina, uh, uh, going on through this season, I I like this Golden State Warriors team, especially with the healthy now Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. He's older. I know he's been injured for most of the year, but you know he's the anchor defensively. He can give you some additional scoring if needed. But Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, as you mentioned, has really stepped up. They take care of the scoring for the Warriors. On the flip side for Denver, I know some Bulls fans want Nikolai Jokic because his connection with AK, but uh, that Denver team was not totally healthy this year. I think they'll be better next year once you get Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back. So they may uh, tweak uh, the bottom of their roster as well, but uh, I wouldn't count out the different Nuggets just yet. I know they're eliminated, obviously, but I wouldn't count them out for next season. Yeah, and like you said before, I mean, a lot of their guys were hurt, so we'll see. I mean, Jokic did what he could you know, by himself, mm-hmm. but you could tell he was starting to kind of get a little bit of mm-hmm. get of fatigue and exhaustion, so we'll see uh, what happens there. Uh, Miami. Uh, was able to hold off Atlanta in their game clincher 97-94 on Tuesday. They win their series four games to one. Uh, Victor Oladipo, who's kind of been you know in and out because of injuries, but now actually contributed. He had 23 points. And I think, look, Miami, look, they, they actually look really good. I mean, their defense, you know, I know uh, Trey Young had more turnovers than he did field goals. So yeah. <laughs> that that's not, it's not good. And uh, But they were kind of able to sort of, you know, you know, lock him down, if you will. And look, that's what you're supposed to do. And you saw what happened happened there. I think you know, you know, Max Strauss, you know, did his thing. Did you mm-hmm. know, with with Young and also to Oladipo had 23 points, which is a season high for him. Really didn't have to do too much. I mean, Jimmy Butler, of course, didn't play because of an injury. So we'll see how he how he goes as we go into the next series. Ducky Robbins has 16 off the bench, so it was a nice, it was it was a good team win for the Heat to kind of. You look, you did what you're supposed to do. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't very stylish, but you know what? You got the win. Yeah, as we told you guys all season long, the Miami Heat are a very good defensive team. Give head coach Eric Spolster credit. Trey Young had, didn't have a, a good game in this series at all, unlike a year ago when he led the Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals. So it was all about Miami's uh, team defense in, in this series. And it's going to be very interesting in that next series against Philadelphia. I cannot wait to watch that. That should be a lot of fun. We'll talk about that series in a second now there's a big series tonight that could it be you know the clincher or could be game seven uh memphis and minnesota that'll be at eight o'clock on espn if you're minnesota you're kicking yourself because you had a chance to perhaps maybe Mm -hmm. take advantage of the series yourselves but you let that opportunity slip and now you're on the brick of elimination you get you get game six at home you you cats step up anthony edwards step up you're going to have to do something because if not, you're going to be going home. Well, you're going to still be staying home, I guess. <laughs> uh, did you see John Moran's dunk the other night over Malik I, Beasley? 
it's the like best top... dunk so far in the 2022 season period yeah because there are already people said it was like the best dunk of all time which i find oh stop it stop can it stop, stop it bias <laughs> please can we stop that with the recency stuff I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm over that. And look, D'Angelo Russell, you're if you're you're kicking yourself because you slipped, and that's how Moran was able to get that you know game winning jumper. Or so yeah, you know I I don't know what's uh, you know look if you have to if you're if you're the T Wolves, you better step up. I mean Edwards, you're gonna have to step up. I know he's been banged up a little bit, but he looks like he could play tonight. Beasley, Russell, I mean look, you need to help Cat out because Cat's been struggling and he needs help. Yes. And, and that's what the Timberwolves are going to need. They want to force the game seven on Sunday. I, I had Memphis in six uh, before the playoffs started. I'll stick with my pick. I wouldn't be surprised if it went to a game seven, but I, I think Memphis should do enough to uh, finish off the team was uh, tonight. Lakina, we have to take our two and two break. Uh, come up and on our next break, we have a good friend of the show from the News Radio 780 WBBM. He's a sports reporter and anchor, Mr. Dave Kerner, the governor. He's going to join us next to talk Chicago Bears NFL draft in the in Bulls and perhaps a little Chicago baseball. You're listening to Sega City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live in the living color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Old Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA Thursday, the Bulls dropped their second straight, 126-109 the loss at New Orleans. The Bulls are 42-31 with the setback. Zach Levine led the scoring for Chicago with 39 points. Kobe White had 23. The Pelicans got 30 points from Devontae Graham, 25 from C.J. McCollum, and a double-double from Jonas Valanciunas. Up next for the Bulls, they'll try and snap the skid tomorrow night when they visit Cleveland. The Blackhawks put a two-game winning streak on the line tomorrow when they visit the Vegas Golden Knights. Chicago with a 4-3 win at Los Angeles yesterday. Alex DeBrincat had the shootout winner. Colin Delia made 43 saves through overtime in just his second start of the season. Spring training Thursday, the Angels beat the Cubs 5-4. Today, it'll be the Cubs taking on the Rockies. The Giants beat the White Sox 9-6. Today, the Sox will face the Mariners. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut-rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar & Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
Welcome back to Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on the Friday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I ain't Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You have a question or comment for us uh, during our now 90 minute extravaganza? You can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. And joining us now, he's a friend of the show. He's a sports anchor and reporter for News Radio 780 WBBM here in Chicago. He's the governor of the one and only Mr. Dave Kerner. Dave, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hello, people. How are you? We're doing great. We're doing great. Nice to see you. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, Before we get to the Bears, I know you're going to Hallis Hall later to cover the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were talking uh, Chicago Bulls and the NBA playoffs, of course. We'll start off with the Bulls. They finished the season with 46 wins. Of course, they, they only had one win against the Milwaukee Bucks. They were overmatched in these playoffs. Uh, there's a lot of work ahead for our tourists, Connor Shelvis and GM Mark Eversley this summer. Uh, they went through everything imaginable with injuries, COVID, and everything else in between. Uh, give us your uh, assessment about the 2021-2022 Chicago Bulls. Well... I guess you could look at it and say the first half of the season, maybe they overachieved. Second half of the season, maybe they underachieved. Never mind all the other circumstances that crept in here. The injuries certainly didn't help. I think losing Lonzo Ball long-term was very damaging. Probably the biggest reason why the second half was not as good as people wanted it to be. And honestly, I think the way the Bucks series turned out, that's about what I thought. I figured five games, mm-hmm. maybe they would have won a game at home. They surprised people, of course, with the game two win in Milwaukee and coming back home and no Chris Middleton. And you think, okay, maybe there's some momentum here and it and it vanished in a hurry. So that was about the result, I guess, uh, I would have expected. Lots of work for AK to do in the offseason. I did not hear his comments this morning on what the Bulls think of this past season and what's going forward, but He's going to have some work to do. I think he's got to find somebody that can uh, clog the paint and get some rebounds for starters. I, that that would be number one priority to me. Um, maybe he's going to decide it's making sure Zach Levine stays. I don't know. Zach basically, I did note his comments this morning. He did say um, we are going to look ahead and and you know look at the whole market. So he's not going to close himself to the possibility of leaving. Which I think is smart on his and for him. I think oh, yeah, yeah. he's a very uh, keeping it sort of you know all options open. Now he now AK did say I've been you know reading through some of the comments that he wants continuity to still be kind of a, a factor here. So what moves do you think the Bulls can make? I mean, of course, you know Bulls Twitter has all types of names. You got right. Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, yeah. you know this guy, that guy. Who? <laughs> yeah, who your, like, you know you I think? don't know. I don't know if they're going to make a, a big splashy move like that. Um, I think AK's right in preaching some continuity here, but I do think you need to change. You you need to uh, alter the defensive look of this team beyond Caruso who unfortunately just really wasn't able to stay healthy much of the season. And that was a problem for them. I really think they need that large presence in the paint that's going to get your rebounds at both ends. It's just amazing. Game in and game out, it seemed to me, how the Bulls got so few offensive rebounds. Just unbelievable how many one and dones. they got to try to put a stop to that. So I think if AK can start with that, whatever that route is, and I don't know what that route is, to be honest with you. I don't know if it's 
sign a particular free agent or you're targeting three or four guys in the draft and go after that one guy. But I think that's like the one thing he's got to look at. And, you know, also hope, obviously, for some maturity and improved play out of Kobe White, out of Patrick Williams, out of those young guys that, you know, you believe have got more in them and more potential. So take those two elements, put them in with this current group, hope you don't lose Zach, and you're going to have, I think, a much better team next season. Staying with the Bulls, Dave, of course, um, Lakina and myself have been talking about uh, Nikolai Vucevic all season long. We know what the, what kind of player he is. Uh, we saw that in Orlando. We saw that when uh, the new management team brought him in at the trade deadline last season during that shortened season. Of course, Lakina has mentioned she's on Bulls Twitter way more than I am. And, of course, Nikolai Vucevic, on, in my personal opinion, gets blamed just a little bit too much for everything. If Zach Levine misses a shot, it's Vucevic's fault. Uh, if he doesn't die for lose, someone doesn't die for lose fault, it's Vucevic's fault. Uh, give us your assessment on Nikolai Vucevic because we know the stories over the summer that uh, DeMar, DeRozan, and Lonzo Ball both wanted to play with them, and that's why they're both here. Uh, uh, give us your assessment on Nikolai Vucevic. Yeah, I, I tended to think that the Bulls spent a lot of the season – maybe not so much in the second half, but certainly in the first half when, interestingly, they were going well, trying to figure out how he fits in offensively, where he should go in terms of a rotation, what's you know, what are his main one or two tasks. And I think there was kind of like this, not never-ending search for that, but a big search for that. And they may have found it to a point. Um, you know, one thing about Vooch, it seems, if he misses his first two or three threes, it's likely going to be a difficult night. You know, <laughs> he doesn't strike me anyway as a guy where it's like, look, let's just let's just keep giving him the ball beyond the arc and he's going to work out of it. It's almost like he's got to have it right off the bat. Or if he doesn't, all right, you better find him a way to like, you know, post up and and play more inside. And it just seemed like the Bulls were forever trying to find that role for him. I still think he could be really valuable. Um, maybe now uh, with a full season of a Billy Donovan offense under his belt, he's going to take that to another level next season. I have a lot of faith, I think, that I think he's going to do that. And to me, don't don't blame the guy when Zach isn't making long-range shots when DeRozan's <laughs> having an off night. It's, it, it's not fair to him. We know that, you know. He's one of the big three. He's not the main man, but he could obviously be very important and maybe even more effective offensively as time goes on here. Should be very interesting. So uh, how about Io DeSumo? I saw his comments and he said he wants to play in the summer league. I'm sure he'll, they'll accommodate yeah. him. What can he do to improve his game? Uh, I'll tell you what. I think Io needs to bulk up a little bit. I don't think to the point where it like takes away whatever uh, quickness he possesses. Cause I think he does possess that. I think he's also really good at being an unselfish player. He will take on whatever role you want to give him. Uh, those are great traits. I think if he bulks up a little bit, I'm going to say work on that 15 to 18 footer a bit more work on that DeMar DeRozan type mid range jump shot. Uh, hopefully the summer league will be his opportunity maybe to do that because I, th I think the defensive intangibles are fine. 
he can give you rebounding when you really ask for it, though I think it seems like he's more the kind of guy where you want to put on the other team's best player. Let him, you know, accelerate that, but have him work on that medium-range jump shot. Hopefully the summer league's going to do that. And he, too, you know, with a year under his belt, he's going to be a better player next year. One last question about the Bulls from me, Dave, before we move on to the Bears. Uh, Billy Donovan, of course, there was a, there's always a couple of people that – don't like what he does but me personally i'm a big fan of his he's uh the uh, a very good coach he's the perfect coach for this team uh talk to us about his impact on this bulls team and perhaps going forward and as they try to become a, a championship contender. I, I think uh i think really solid you know i don't know if i would give billy an a for like x's and o's but i think in terms of how he deals with the players how he tries to use them, uh, and also his realism with the team. You know, when things aren't going great, he's not going to trash them, but he's going to let you know, you know what, things aren't right, and here's why I think they're not right. He's going to be reasonable about that. I just think man-to-man uh, -man relationship type guy, I, I think he's top-notch. And you know what, you, you can have a, a bench and an assistant like a Mo Cheeks that can – help out iron out the X's and O's a little bit. But, you know, he's had success at all different levels. Uh, I think he's a great coach. I'm with you, Sid. I think he's he's just right for this team right now. You know, wow. um, we'll see what happens if they're elite and good and everybody knows what they can do. But for this building, developing period, I think it was a great hire by the Bulls uh, to bring him on. And uh, I'm fine with him. You know, one thing with Billy, which which I thought was very interesting, and he, and he did, you know, when they were winning, when when you were at uh, November and December and even into January when they were winning all kinds of games, and Billy would come on for for post game and he he'd speak to the media, and you know people were maybe like a little giddy about what the Bulls had done on that night, and oh boy, here here they go, and then it's like I'm not going to throw like a wet towel on this, but I'm going to make people realize that. We got to be realistic here. This is good, but it's still not to the level it needs to be if you want to be like an elite or a deep playoff team. And he warned people of that for weeks. And then when mm -hmm. things went a bit south, I hate to say it, he could sort of say, I told you so. But again, he's <laughs> the right guy for the job. Yeah, I I concur with you. Talking with WBBM News Radio 780's Dave Kerner here on Second City Sports on Sports No Chicago, Sydney Brown, Lakina McGee. Let's go to the Bears, Dave. Uh, the Bears have two second rounders for tonight. Second round picks, I should say, for right. tonight. Uh, where where do you think Ryan Poles is his first draft? You know, as GM, what direction does do you think he decides to go? Because there are a lot of holes still, even with all the moves they've made so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There's there's all kinds of holes. Um, mm -hmm. I, I try to group this day together right now with two seconds and a third. And what would he do? Um, to me, uh, and and he, you know, he may he may think, look, I I really do want to accelerate the trenches because being a former offensive lineman himself, I think he places a lot of value in that. But I think he also knows you still need a lot of help at wide receiver. So there's enough receivers out there. I think one of those three picks tonight will be used on one, one on an O, on an o lineman, probably one on a defensive lineman. That would be my guess. Um, safety, I think, could also play into it as well. So 
many directions to go, but I think Poles wants to fortify the line. Um, I don't know if the Bears did as much, certainly in free agency with the offensive line as people hoped he would and thought he would. So now I think you've got to try to go and, and, and fortify something in the draft. If you can get a, a wide receiver you like, fine. But I think polls might be like a lot of GMs. It really does start in the trenches. It really does start on the offensive and defensive lines in terms of building on out. From from an outsider's perspective, looking in, Dave, uh, we're, I'm speaking about new head coach, Matt Eberflus. It, it looks like to me that he's going to install. I know uh, I hate doing this, but in sports media, as you well know, we compare uh, current people to the people in the past all the time. Yeah. But it seems to me that Matt Eberflus is going to follow the Lovey Smith plan. You got to oh, yeah. be in a certain shape, a certain way, because you, he wants to now force turnovers and 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 play fast on defense. Yeah. I think that's good. But yeah. talk to us about his attitude. It seems to me that uh, he's a, an accountability guy. He's he's going to hold people accountable. And I think the 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 veterans that are left over from the Matt Nagy era, like Eddie Jackson, this is going to be huge uh, uh, for this team moving forward. Yeah. To to your point on Lovey Smith, let me let me tell you a story first. Uh, I got to essentially be at Hallis Hall day to day as a Bears reporter for Levy's first couple of seasons. And that even involved the ability to watch a lot of practice. Uh, not so much the case now with, with the media that go there. I do not go there on a regular basis. I will be there tonight. Um, I can recall more than one or two practices where Lovey had these drills for the defense where he had multiple players moving to the ball carrier and demanded, all right, you got to go in there and you've got to try to strip the ball and somebody else has got to take it away and run it back the other way. That was like his big thing in terms of trying to develop a turnover mentality for the defense. Matt Eberflus strikes me as the 2022 version of Lovey in that regard. And I think he's going to try to do that. Now, the question is, how many of the players on that Bears defense now will fit that? I don't think even he knows at this point. And that's why maybe this first year it's going to be a little bumpy because you're trying to figure out, okay, who, who's going to really buy into that sort of thing and who will not. So you got to figure right. Whoever they draft tonight and tomorrow on the defense is going to have that kind of mentality. That's something that we presume that these guys are really looking for because you want to inject that uh, attitude as quickly as you can. So, in that regard, yeah, I think the the Eberflus defensive model is going to be a lot like the Lovey Smith defensive model, especially in creating turnovers. You know, if this team, even in year one, doesn't have at least a decent uh, plus minus turnover ratio, there's going to be a lot of disappointment, I think, in Hallis Hall over that, because I think that is something that they are going to place uh, a lot of weight on in this coming season. What are the ex what are the real expectations for the Bears this year? Did maybe five games, six games? Yeah, I you know, of course we don't know the schedule yet, right? That'll be out, I, I believe, in another few weeks. But you know, if we assume the usual difficulties, yeah, as uh a a more bottom team, uh they get a better schedule and the division as it is. I could see maybe like a seven and 10 team. I think that, that, you know, 
would be acceptable, at least it'd be acceptable on April 29th. Maybe it won't be by like October. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's uh, a 7-10 and 10 team where Justin Fields takes real steps at the quarterback position, where an offensive line can protect him better, uh, and where the defense can create turnovers. I think, you know, to expect like big leaps and bounds, I, I don't think that's realistic. You know, one thing that that people kind of point to with the Bears is that next year, a year from now, they're going to have ridiculous amounts of cap room. And if they want to actually go and, uh, you know, plug a hole and do it immediately via free agency, they're going to have a lot more means to do it in a year from now than they do now. Speaking with uh, News Radio 780 WBBM's Dave Kern, a friend of the show, right here on Sega City Sports. You're listening to Sports on Chicago. We're live in the Living Color. Sid Lakina here with you talking Bears football. Dave, um, and of course, Matt Eberflus uh, uh, comes over from Indianapolis. Of course, uh, they had problems at the quarterback position with Carson Wentz no longer there, but right. they were one of the best running teams in the in the NFL last year with Jonathan Taylor. And from an outsider's perspective, you know, of course, you know, with the history of the Bears, you run the ball, play defense, but we expect Justin Fields to take a step, a, a huge step next year, to, uh, no matter what happens with the draft picks tonight. But right. I'm getting the same sense, that at least early, like you say, on April 29th, that this, uh, at least early, is going to be a run-heavy team. And David Montgomery is one of the best young running backs in the league. Talk to us about the Office of, of Philosophy from your standpoint. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if that's what Matt Eberflus is going to um, – uh, endorse, if you will, but but I think they are a run-heavy team right now. They really are. Um, I think this offensive line is better at run blocking than they are at pass protection, so let's start with that. Plus, I think in Montgomery and Herbert, you've got a real good main back and a change-up back in both of those guys. I think they both – I don't think they ought to be used equally. I could see like a 60% Montgomery, 40% Herbert use when it comes to the run game. But I think they do have that capability. It is interesting that they've gone out and, again, tried to load up on tight ends. So that kind of tells me, you know, they may be looking at double tight end sets a lot, which means, of course, the ability to block better for a run game. So I think they will be run heavy. Um, you know, Justin Fields is going to have to work more with Darnell Mooney and develop a relationship with him. And he's got to find at least – a tight end and another wide out where he can feel just as comfortable. And if he does that, that's where that big step forward is going to be taken. But invariably with a young quarterback, right? What's the first way to give that quarterback confidence? It's to have an offensive line that can block in the run game. And when you establish the run game, then you open up other things and open up pass plays, which um, can suit Justin Fields even better. Let's hope they can make those moves. Going yeah, right. to die, right? Well, it's easier said than done with these guys, right? Right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's go to the uh, to the diamond for a second. We'll start with the White Sox. They've lost eight of their last nine, losing the series to the Royals. Uh, you know, injuries and struggles on offense. You know, Tim Anderson and everything else. What? I'm sure they can write the Sox can write the ship. I mean, I think you know, Sid. Sid and will probably have more to say about this than I am when it comes to the White Sox. Yeah. <laughs> Try to calm White Sox fans down, please, Dave. <laughs> uh, I'll do my best. Um, it would help to get some of those injured players back. Uh, it would also help 
if Liam Hendricks wasn't pitching like Mitch Williams of the late 80s where he could walk the bases loaded and then strike out the side and get you a save. That's, That's the problem the, with Aaron Bummer, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it's actually a little worse with Aaron Bummer because, right, yeah. he's the seventh and eighth inning guy, and you figure, okay, he's supposed to uh, use that lovely breaking ball of his and not allow any base runners in a seventh or an eighth inning, not put people on and then put himself in a little bit of difficulty. Um, so let's see a bit better back end of the bullpen pitching because considering, I don't think the starting pitching has been bad at all considering, no. you know, Giolito missing, no Lynn, um, you know, Kopech looks fine. Dylan Cease almost looks like an ace. So <laughs> that part of it's pretty good. I think if you get the injured players back and can get them some at bats, they'll get it going again, you know? I know Jose Abreu and Robert, what what were they hitting about? Or Abreu now, about 200. Robert was hitting about 200 until he got hurt. Let's see a little warmer weather and more at-bats, and I think those guys are going to respond. You know, Eloy, whenever he comes back, great. Hopefully Pollock settles in more, uh, and we get, and you get Moncada back. They really do need him. Uh, switch hitter, invaluable in this batting order right now, and Moncada is sorely missed in that regard. So let's see warmer weather. Get the healthy players, figure out that back end of the pen a little bit, and then I think the White Sox will be fine. And it's, yay, they're not miles out in the Central. It's not a great start, but it's not like they're already looking seven, eight games out. So that's fine. Yeah, you mentioned the injured players, Johan Makata and I believe Joe Kelly, the real leader they signed from the Dodgers this offseason. They start their rehab assignments this yeah, weekend right. down mm-hmm. in, in Charlotte. Yep. yep. He'll help, too, uh, back into the pen, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Like I said, Kendall Graber has been the only consistent guy out of the bullpen so far for the Sox this year. Agreed. Uh, I want to ask you about Tony LaRusse. Of course, we all know about the baggage. I'm using air quotes here for those listening back on the replay on our podcast. But uh, it looks like the, the players last year respected him. And, of course, they won a division, and they got bounced by Houston last year. But this year, I know even though they started out 6-2, they lo- lose a eight of their last nine. Some people are suggesting that he's losing the clubhouse. Uh, uh, these players are not playing with the same passion as they did a year ago. They're pressing a little bit. What's your assessment about TRLR right now? Because yeah. a lot of people on Sox Twitter uh, give him the business at times. Right. I think it's fair mm-hmm. that other times it's not fair. <laughs> well, let's let's face it, right? There's an element of White Sox fans that were, were never happy with Tony's hire. Uh, mm-hmm. they, just, they just wouldn't be, you know? Maybe if it was... Uh, you know, 52-year-old Tony instead of 72-year-old Tony, they might feel a little differently. Um, the, but the fact of the matter is, you know, if that was Jerry Reinsdorf's call and he told Rick Hahn and he told Kenny Williams, I want Tony LaRusa, I hate to say it, end of story, you know? Yeah. Right? The guy's mm-hmm. a Hall of Fame manager. Uh, he's been in difficult situations before. I trust that he and that coaching staff are going to figure out how to break out of it. I do want to sidetrack, though, with Tony on, on one thing, and maybe maybe Tony's going to do this, maybe not. There's something off about Tim Anderson. I can't explain it. I don't know what it is. He's made seven errors in the field. Um, I, I'm sure you guys saw yesterday's game in the ninth inning yeah. when he mm-hmm. hits a ground ball that forces a wild throw, and he doesn't hustle to first base. If he gets on first base, the White Sox probably would have won that game in nine innings yesterday. Yeah. So I don't know if that means Tony's got to, you know, close the door and sit T.A. down and say, hey, is everything all right? You know, is there anything we can do? You know, just kind of have T. 
TA's mind a little clearer and a little straighter going forward. Um, that's maybe the one thing that I would like to think that like a Tony or even a, you know, some other mentor can, can do with him, but let's have patience and faith in Tony LaRusso. He's been through this stuff before, and it's not like he was been, he's been through this stuff before 30 years ago. All right. It's not like the game has passed him by in terms of, of, you know, uh, dealing with the modern player. You might want to question some of the strategic moves, yes, but not dealing with the modern player and just trying to get them to play better. I have faith in in him on that. Well, the Cubs are 8-11. and 11. They've actually been playing a little bit better. I think, for me, as long as they sort of finish right around 500 or right near the 500 mark, that's considered a really good season. They've got yeah. really solid, you yeah. know, of course, you know, Kyle Hendricks and Wizzle's been, you know, been, you know, been hitting real well, I should say. Ian has been really good. They got a lot of great young talent. Where do you think the Cubs sort? Where do you think they stand with the Cubs right now? I think the Cubs are still uh, going to be searching for something that works consistently for them. Uh, they don't have enough quality starting pitching. They just don't. Um you know, I, I don't know if, when Wade Miley is healthy. I, I don't know if he's the answer. I, I'm not all that impressed with Leiter Jr. right now. Uh, Smiley's been pretty good. Uh, of course, Kyle Hendricks uh, speaks for himself. Hopefully, Marcus Stroman can give you a little more consistency. Don't know if you can say that. So they need more of that starting pitching to help them out. I think the bullpen has got possibilities. It is interesting that they haven't looked at that bullpen and decided, okay, this guy's the closer and we want to try him. You know, they brought in David Robertson basically off the street. It's almost like he's going to be sort of like the one-year closer or maybe the closer until he's ineffective and then maybe we'll turn to somebody else. So uh, the bullpen does have potential and, and, and youth and talent. So I like that. The everyday lineup, um, there's some, there's some good points and some bad, uh, Ian Happ can be streaky, hitting for power. Uh, I would leave Wilson Contreras alone. I know there's talk about, oh, let's trade him. Why? To me, why would you trade him? He, he's the to me, he's like the ten year catcher. Uh, mm-hmm. Keep him, please. Don't entertain those <laughs> ideas. You know, Schwindel, can he keep it up? Wisdom is homer or strikeout. You know, so you're going to have to ride those highs and lows with those guys and hope that. Uh, consistently, they're going to get more at bats and learn what it takes to be a solid, solid all-around major league hitters. Uh, there is that possibility. I think if Nico Horner stays healthy, he'll be fine and leave him at shortstop. And um, yeah, they've got a they got you know a young enough everyday lineup that they can uh, maybe even be more dangerous and have a better second half of the season than a first half. But yeah, no illusions here, Lakina. I don't think they're I don't think they're an above 500 team, at least not right now. Last moment, too, with our good buddy Dave Kern from WBBM News Radio 780 right here <laughs> on Second City Sports, uh, the Friday edition. We're live in 11 color right here on Sports on Chicago. Silly King here with you. Last question from me, Dave. I tried to avoid them uh, in this interview, but I had to ask you a question about the Blackhawks, of course. Yours surely was there <laughs> a couple <laughs> of weeks ago to say goodbye to Pat Foley. No, I did not cry for the record, <laughs> but uh, it looks like new GM Kyle Davidson. It's going to have a lot of work to do this all season. John DeTase, Patrick Kane, yeah, uh, we don't know. Yeah, I know they're they free just a year from now, along with Alex to bring it. They should do everything 
in my opinion, to keep DeBrinket. He's the future of this franchise. But uh, give us your uh, state of the Blackhawks right now. Um, well, there is. There's there, there's a lot of work to do. There's no doubt about it. Um, Kyle Davidson's got to find four defensemen he can really rely on. Mm-hmm. And honestly, uh, they're not there yet. Now, I don't say that meaning they're not with the Blackhawks organization yet. There may be a couple of those guys there now, but right now that's that that isn't there. And I'm sorry, the the veterans like Calvin DeHaan and Connor Murphy, I, I don't put them in that category. So they need that. Um, perfectly understood why they decided to part with Mark Andre Fleury at the deadline. They're obviously trying to stock up on draft picks. That's fine. Uh, I'm not sure who, though, in the organization is going to emerge as a number one goalie. So whether they hope they're going to draft that guy and develop him over two or three years, maybe that's maybe that's going to be their their tact. I, I don't know. Um, you know, and of course, there's the question of uh, Taves and Kane. Did they stay? Did they go? For me, I could see Taves leaving and Kane staying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Kane's still unbelievably productive. You know, Jonathan Taves has had situations in his career, injury situations that have clearly slowed him down and not made him the player he was. So if if he decides he wants to, you know, move closer to his home in Winnipeg somehow, play somewhere, perfectly understandable. Now, the money, of course, is the huge hurdle for any team that wants to pick up these guys. But you know, very often when you have a team that targets a player, even an experienced veteran player that's been productive, they're going to find a way to do something and make a deal. So it wouldn't shock me with at least one or both of those guys that other teams uh, may think about that over the summer. But in terms of like both of them still being here next season, I have to admit I'd be surprised by that. And yes, to bring it um, – 40 goal score. He's he's their he's their one natural goal scorer right now. You bet and and he's young, of course. Mm-hmm. You better try to keep him around a little bit. And that was just my last question to you. What do you think about the Brinkett? So yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Better try to try to keep that guy because I think he's yeah, yeah. can be a card your core. I think he has defensive liabilities, but they they really do. They they gotta find goal scoring. Um, you know, too often Derek King was talking about how. I've really only got one and maybe two lines that that can give me scoring from night to night. And it's not like you expect it from all four lines. You don't. Mm-hmm. But when you're very dependent on maybe three guys or even two guys on a second line and a top line, it can make it pretty tough to try to win games night after night. You can watch, you can listen to Mr. Carter on the for the coverage of the Bears. Uh, NFL draft on WBBM News Radio 780. Um, well, is, I'm sure I'm sure it's streaming somewhere, right, Sid? Because oh yeah, <laughs> on the Odyssey app. <laughs> on the yes. Odyssey app. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, we uh, will have, of course, coverage as the picks are made, and we'll be talking about them through the evening. And um, looking forward to it. This is always a, a, an interesting time, and certainly more so with a new management and a new coaching staff. And what really is their thinking going forward? We'll get a pretty good idea tonight and tomorrow. All right. That was Dave Kerner of News Radio 780 WBBM in Chicago, the governor, good friend of the show. Dave, thank you so much for joining us here today on Second City Sports. 
Yeah, yeah talk absolutely. to you soon and keep up the great work, okay? All right, thank you. Hey, thanks, thanks, safe. All righty. All right, once again, that's that was Dave Kerner from WBBM News Radio 780. You can guys check out uh, their coverage of, of Bears and NFL Draft on the Odyssey app if you're not by your radio. So it should be a fun one tonight. So I'm sure they're going to have a lot to discuss, especially with a new regime. And we'll yes. see who they pick with that, you know, first, second round, uh, first pick of the second round. Yes, hour number one in the books, hour number two straight ahead, right here on the Friday edition of Second City Sports, Sports Zone Chicago. City Lakina here with you. We have the NFL draft to discuss, Lakina, baseball as well. And of course, our good buddy Christine Manica from KXRB in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, will join us as well to help us sort out through all these sports issues and more. So stay right there. Don't move a muscle. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA Thursday, the Bulls dropped their second straight, 126-109 the loss at New Orleans. The Bulls are 42-31 with the setback. Zach Levine led the scoring for Chicago with 39 points. Kobe White had 23. The Pelicans got 30 points from Devontae Graham, 25 from C.J. McCollum, and a double-double from Jonas Valanciunas. Up next for the Bulls, they'll try and snap the skid tomorrow night when they visit Cleveland. The Blackhawks put a two-game winning streak on the line tomorrow when they visit the Vegas Golden Knights. Chicago with a 4-3 win at Los Angeles yesterday. Alex DeBrincat had the shootout winner. Colin Delia made 43 saves through overtime in just his second start of the season. Spring training Thursday, the Angels beat the Cubs 5-4. Today, it'll be the Cubs taking on the Rockies. The Giants beat the White Sox 9-6. Today, the Sox will face the Mariners. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut-rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Newark, Illinois. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Although Miss Lakina McGee, which is she, I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. SIDKID80. You follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kino's Corn McGee on the IG. We have less than 60 minutes left of this extravaganza. We call it Sports Radio Show. If you have a question or comment for us, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page 
or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's kick off our number two of this fabulous program by discussing Chicago baseball. Um, we had our good buddy on Dave Kerner from News Radio 780 WBBM. We'll start off with the White Sox. They're 7 and 11 right now. They host the Anaheim Angels for a four game weekend series starting tonight. And the pitching matchup for that series will be Vince Velasquez. Uh, he'll go for the White Sox tomorrow. Yours truly will be at that game for other reasons. We'll get into that later. But for tonight, uh, the pitching matchup is Noah Syndergaard versus Lucas Giolito. I like the White Sox chances tonight. Uh, we talked about this with Dave Kerner on our last segment. Uh, I don't want to blame everything on Tim Anderson, but he has, has he has not had a good season so far uh, defensively with seven errors. He had a, another bad one yesterday. Of course, he, he threw up the turkey bird to the Cleveland fans last week. That was not smart. So hopefully he can get it, clear his head and, and – and help and help turn help the White Sox turn their season around. Now, what I observed from that Kansas City series, Dylan Cease pitched as you know what off on Wednesday. The Sox almost blew that one. Mm-hmm. And when we talked about it mm-hmm. around this time last week, again on our last show, uh, Lucas Giolito, as uh, Dave mentioned on, in our last segment, he pitched as you know what off with nine strikeouts uh, last Sunday in Minnesota. The White Sox should have won that game, but they gave that game away. This time last week, last Friday at Minnesota, Michael Kopech, who lost the game yesterday, didn't pitch great, but the White Sox still had the chances. Michael Kopech struck out nine batters from the Twins. They lost that one uh, with the bases loaded. Thank you, Jake Berger. But anywho, but what I observed from the Kansas City series, Lakina, yes, the weather has played a factor, not a huge factor, but a small factor. Small, what do we talk about? Yeah. Exactly. And what did we talk about, Lakina, before uh, with this White Sox team? They're a station-to-station team. I know heading, before heading to last weekend's action, they led the American League in stolen bases. Now, with the injuries to uh, Luis Robert, uh, that, hampered things, uh, that hampers things a little bit from that department. But what I observed in that Kansas City series, you still try to hit the long ball in cold weather. You cannot do that. <laughs> what you did during the Tampa Bay series and then the Seattle series to open up the home schedule, you played playoff baseball. You moved runners along. You advanced runners from th- first to third, and you manufactured runs that way, especially in conditions like this is supposed to improve a little bit this weekend. But you still had to play that type of baseball. Uh, like like Dave said in our last segment, this is not late May. This is not June. This is not July yet. You still had to manufacture runs until you uh, get some of the other guys back. I know Giolito's back now in the rotation, but until you get Lance Lynn back, you have to help out that pitcher set by scoring more than three runs a game. Well, I think it's all different factors, and we covered it with uh, Dave uh, just a few minutes ago. Look, you got injuries, you got the weather, you got Tim Anderson. You, we don't know what's wrong with him. He's actually leading the league in errors, which is a good one. That's not a category you want to lead, especially this early in the season. But, uh, look, hopefully they can figure it out. They have a very tough series against a pretty solid Angels team. It should mm-hmm. be a really good one tonight. You have, like you say, you have Noah Syndergaard against Lucas Giolito. He's back from the aisle. So this should be a really fun matchup. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think, like you, like we've been saying, will it take you know, the weather warming up and guys coming back from injury? I think that's really the most important key here. And I, I feel like, you know what? I'm sure the Sox will figure it out. This is Antonio Arusa's first rodeo. But mm-hmm. like I said before, you can't lose a division in April. We're going into May now. But you, 
but you can definitely easily still sort of be out of contention. Now, luckily for the Sox, they live in a they play in a very bad division, so they don't have to worry. You know, perhaps I know they've been sort of struggling with some of the other teams, so they can kind of catch up a bit. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm sure they'll figure it out. But you hope that they can figure it out and you know do it quickly because yes. if because if not, you don't want to be so far behind where you can't go so far like deep into like the hole that you can't get there yourself out of it. As you mentioned, this is not a great division. The AL Central, the Tigers are struggling right now. They lost the series early this week to Minnesota. I know Minnesota has a good record right now, but they're not anything to write home about. Now, I'm not scared of them. I told you they're starting pitching stinks, and it's going to show that through time. But you have to give them credit right now. And Byron Buxton is healthy. Look at Detroit. As I mentioned, they lost the series at Minnesota earlier this week. Look at Kansas City. I know they took two or three here in Chicago, but are there anything to write home about? No. And, <laughs> and look at Cleveland. They got smashed by the Angels who you play hosting this weekend. So I'm not afraid of them either. But like you said, looking, you cannot fall too far behind. And it starts with every player in that on that roster looking at themselves. You can't use the excuse uh, anymore of this is April. Monday, uh, actually Sunday will be May the 1st. We turn our calendar to a whole new month, and the schedule gets tougher there. Um, we'll yep. get to it uh, as we go along here, but you can't use the excuse of this early in, anymore. You're starting to get at least a, a sense of what this team's going to be. No, Eloy's not going to come back for at least another month, a month and a half, so you, you can't worry about him. As we mentioned in our last segment, Johan Makata and reliever Joe Keller both started their rehab assignments this weekend in, in Charlotte with their uh, AAA a- affiliate, the Charlotte Knights. And so hope you get them back within a couple of weeks. But uh, it has to start with every player looking at themselves, being honest with themselves, uh, looking at themselves in the mirror. What can I do better to help turn this situation around? You can tell they're pressing a little bit. Uh, the pressure's starting to get to them. Uh, last year, Lakina, it seems like it, it seemed like everything fell in their mm-hmm. favor. Not so far this year. Uh, uh, what we what we always say on this show is the difference between being the hunters and now being the hunted. Right now, they're in the hunted. Yeah, and I, I think you're getting teams that I don't know. Look, I think there's all types of you know compliments as to why the Sox are struggling, but I'm hoping they can figure it out. I mean, like you said, that 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 division is not nothing to write home about. That's probably the only saving grace for the White Sox right now. Hopefully, yes. once mm-hmm. guys start coming back, maybe we can kind of get and the weather warms up. Hopefully, maybe they can kind of get back to that team that we expected this season. And this is sort of one of those things where look, it's a long season. You hope that you can figure it out, but if not. Like we said, the the schedule just gets tougher for the Sox this this coming month in May, and you got the Angels. Actually, they've looked even better than I think a lot of people thought. Yes, and you know, Cindergard, of course, you know, got Shoei Otani, and they got a really solid Mike uh, Trout, Mike Trout among others. So they got four against four, you know, four with them. You know, this weekend going into Monday, so that should be interesting. And of course, you get an early sort of two gamer against the Cubs. So maybe and look, you know, last year. I mean, look, I think weird things happen. They got to go at Wrigley. They got three yeah. against Boston um, going until later next week. Then you have three you know, against the Guardians. Then you have four against the Yankees. Yeah, they're starting to home. turn around here, too. Yes, they are. We'll get to them in a second. Now you got a lot of double headers to make up at Kansas City. So you got to be mentally prepared for that. And of course, you got to go at Yankee Stadium a couple weekends after that. So. Yeah, and then then you got you got going all over again. You got you know Boston. You got you know, the Cubs again at uh at the rate and then you got of course you got three against toronto and tampa 
and the dot you gotta go at the you host the dodgers in the june so yeah so yeah it gets tough basically what, I'm, what we're saying is it gets tough for the Sox yeah. in these next few weeks so hopefully they can you know garner up some wins and because if not if they if they don't finish at like just above 500 it's gonna be a long season but i'm, I'm hopeful they'll figure it out Hopefully they'll figure out, like you said, they'll get a couple of guys back, hopefully with Johan Makata and Joe Kelly. Because uh, as I said in our uh, last segment, Kendall Graveman, that free agent pickup from Houston, he's been that saving grace in that bullpen so far. Aaron Bummer, my guy, uh, after the first couple of games of the season, he just hasn't had, had it so far. And he was another reason why the Sox lost yesterday as well uh, with that pass ball. Good grief. But <laughs> yeah, that's but, brutal. Yeah, but like you said, they're saving grace right now. And we said it last year, even though they were dominating the division, their saving grace is you know, they're in a weak division. So they have time to turn it around, but you can't fall too far behind. All right. So uh, the Cubs, you know, the Cubs are the Cubs. I mean, they won one against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like kind of when it's expected you know, that series. Then they, they open their weekend series against the Brewers. They, you know, they gave the rules all they can handle. We'll see if they can do it again tonight. But you know, it was a nice moment with uh, Wilson, Wilson Contreras and his brother William. You know, he plays well, William plays for the Braves. Mm-hmm. You know, they were exchanging lineup cars. That was a really nice moment in that game yesterday. But yeah, I mean, look, the Cubs, like I said before, the Cubs are the Cubs. And look, look let's just hope that they can kind of finish right near 500. And look, as, as Dave said earlier, they got a really good, nice nucleus of young guys. Mm-hmm. And of course, the veterans. You, of course, you know Hendricks, you know who goes to that the jump tonight, and among others, you know Ian Happ, uh, Patrick Wisdom still looked really good. They got a nice young core of mm-hmm. of guys, and again, we'll we'll see. I mean, you know Hendricks goes out the bump tonight against Hauser. That should be an interesting one mm-hmm. as well because Hauser struggled a little bit. No, he's yeah. You can steal starts. this one tonight if you're if they you're can. Chicago. They can. Mm-hmm. They can. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, for the Cubs, we talked about this before, Lee Ken, You may need a a, a couple of career uh, year uh, a, a career year type performances from a couple of these guys. Maybe Shrindell and Patrick Wisdom. Uh, will it be overly inflated when it's all said and done? I'm sure so, but you're going to need a couple of career years for a, a couple of these guys because that offense, even though it can't put up some runs at, at times, is very inconsistent. Now the back end of that starting ro- rotation. It's not great either. Yes, Drew Smiley has been a, a, a surprise one, but Kyle Hendricks has been okay. Marcus Stroman, I, I, I trust that he's going to get it going. Uh, he's struggling right now, but I trust that he's going to uh, uh, turn things around. The bullpen has actually been a saving grace, Lakina. Yeah, yeah. No one's been talking about them. Yeah, we talked about enough, it with Dave in our last segment, but uh, they actually been pretty okay. The night lights out, but they haven't been. They, but yeah, they're not terrible. Been runs. Yeah, I was saying they've been giving up runs, so that's probably the one good thing if you're if you're a Cubs fan. I mean. Yeah, the offense is up and down. They're inconsistent. The sorry pitch mm-hmm. has also been inconsistent, but the pulp, the bullpen has actually been pretty good. So you actually didn't get blown out by Atlanta in those games that you lost, like lost to them. So mm-hmm. I, I guess that's the one good thing if you're a Coast fan. So you know that, that, that's yeah. sort of been like the weakness the last few years. So they've actually been okay. Not again, not great, not lights out, not like Mets lights out, but they've been okay. They've been pretty good. So yeah, it, it's it's pretty. Yeah, I think that that's sort of that the one you know sort of you know good thing if you're a Cubs fan. 
Yeah, so as we said before, that, that could they battle for a playoff spot? Sure, but they got to have to have a lot of things go their way. Now, the NL Central is not as bad as the AL Central, but uh, even though Milwaukee's still a good ball club right now, I don't see them running away with it. St. Louis, they're going to be there, but they're not going to run away with it either. So it may be a slight carbon copy from a year ago, but uh, the Cubs can still stay in, especially now we had the uh, extra wild card spot this year. So uh, uh, they can get a nice long winning streak going, one good streak going. They'll be okay. Yeah, should be very interesting. And uh, as a baseball as a whole, I see we got Christine with us uh, right now. But uh, as a whole, baseball as a whole, what impressed you? I, I'll start, but uh, Walker Bueller had his first, uh, the first um uh, shut out, uh, complication out this year against the Diamond Bats. Well, I mean, you know, but uh, yeah. but like you know, nine innings, you'll give up only three or four hits and sort of you know, really solid performance. Now, again, they did lose, they did split their series with the with the D backs. So, fire now, Dave Roberts, yeah, that's one idiot out there. You also two or three to do, but Diamond Bats get rid of him. He's not going anywhere. Let it go. Yeah, it, it happens. Look, it happens. Um, the Giants have looked really good. The Giants, I know they lost, they lost uh, their, their series, but they won their series you know, this week. So mm-hmm. they've actually looked really good so far. Um, the Phillies are starting to kind of, yeah, they've won four in a row. So they're starting to kind of catch up a little bit. The, the Toronto Blue the, Jays, they're hot. They yes, took care they of Boston are. this week at home. Yeah. <laughs> do what you're supposed to do against Boston. The other yes. <laughs> three. Uh, there, uh, the Yankees have looked really good. They've won six in a row. Actually yeah. doing it with both offense and defense and also yes. pitching. Yes. Crazy. <laughs> Anthony Rizzo had a big game the other night, the other night I was watching. He he could swing his stick. No cup fans, he's not coming back. But he, yeah. uh, he's definitely going to help, help out that Yankees team. This will be his first full year in that pinstripe uniform. Three home run game tonight. I think that uh, his first of his career, which is crazy. Yeah, but, the other uh, night. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that night, that game you're talking about. And mm-hmm. also Kevin, Kevin Guzman. He he currently has thirty one strikeouts and no walks this year since signing with uh be oh actually that's actually being traded to the Blue Jays so he's already uh making dividends for there in the pitching in the pitching front there so I mean so far I mean baseball I mean they've got they're looking pretty good I know Minnesota we'll see if they can keep it up I know Miami has won five in a row but yeah I don't expect that they really you know still be up there but again we'll see uh Houston Astros they one game above five hundred that's why as you take care of bad Texas Rangers team. Well, yeah, and I know that Seattle, they've lost a couple in a row as well. But, yeah, I mean, look, there's – I think they've the playoffs were to start right now. I think three of the four wild – two of three – maybe at least two of the wild cards would be from the AL East. So that's a little – that's that's kind of crazy to think about that. But, uh, again, still a lot to figure out. <clears throat> we're only about – we're not even a month into the season yet. So this should be a still still a lot to do. But uh, it should be very interesting, though, in the uh, – in, in the baseball front because we're kind of getting started getting going mm-hmm. the roster is still going to be extended we'll see if some of the teams will struggle early on can they get together so but it looks like that's what we're seeing you know, with the yankees and the giants and such mm-hmm. so should be interesting yeah it should be interesting and we'll give you the uh, schedule for this weekend's uh, series around baseball of course you have the angels and the white Sox kicking off a four-game weekend series on the south side tonight you have the san diego padres at the pittsburgh pirates you have Seattle at Miami to take on the Marlins. We have the Red Sox at Baltimore to take mm-hmm. on the Orioles. The Red Sox should fatten up on the young Orioles team. Although Baltimore, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. They're not, but they're not as bad as you think. No, it's not as bad as you really think. Look, look, uh, the Yankees a couple yeah. of weeks ago. So yeah, and this series I'm looking forward to this weekend. Houston at Toronto. I'm That's going to be good. 
I'm going to be watching that first game via this laptop here. So that should be a fun <laughs> one at 6 or 7 tonight. Another good one here you got coming up at, not, you know, not too long after that first pitch at 6 10. You got Minnesota and Tampa. We'll see if Minnesota is for real. Go Tampa if you're a White Sox fan. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you have the Phillies and the Mets. Those are two heavyweights. They always, they're a hated rivalry. Yeah, the the you know the battles in the NLEs. Of course, in the interleague series, you have Atlanta at Texas, the Braves against the Rangers, of course, the Cubs and the Brewers. Uh the Yankees are at Kansas City this weekend. Tonight's game will be on Apple TV at 710 for those of you that are interested. And of course, you have Cincinnati at Colorado, Arizona at St. Louis, Cleveland at Oakland, the Tigers at the LA Dodgers. And, of course, the Nationals, the Washington Nationals at the San Francisco Giants. That game tonight will be the second game of the Apple TV Plus doubleheader. I feel for those folks locally that can't watch. I, I feel. For I know. I know. I feel for Giants fans. I feel for Yankees fans. Uh, just I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you guys. I mean, it's closely on Apple TV, so I, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> uh, speaking of. Um, have an exclusivity at least for the next over a little bit over the next half hour or so we're going to have our good buddy from kxrb radio the one the only the queen christine Manica. what up christine Hi. you give me too much credit <laughs> way too much first she complains that i don't give her credit now she gets <laughs> too much too credit much. which one is it <laughs> it's too much it's too much. <laughs> uh, speaking of too much, uh, we'll start off with some bad news. Uh, Why? Uh, well, we, we got to get it yeah, out your yeah, system. Yeah, uh, the way. The Chicago Bulls, uh, they were eliminated from the playoffs earlier this week. By the yeah, Milwaukee I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, just a quick comment. What do you expect from them this summer? I mean, I wasted a Friday night for a basically a pity party for myself. I ordered pizza. I was watching <laughs> the game. And I just said, you know, the one time I can actually watch the Bulls on cable television over here, it straight up disappointed me. Like, I get it. The Bucks and the Bulls have had a pretty short history but it's been a very impactful history just because of what happened to Alex Caruso during the regular season mm -hmm. um and you know with Giannis I, I mean it, it's hard to compete with a Greek monster like that so mm -hmm. I, I mean did I expect a little bit more absolutely at least we aren't the the Nets you know that just got <laughs> at least we had one playoff win so that's a start yeah, they look baby steps, right? <laughs> baby steps, right? So it, 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 it's, yeah, I mean. You know, I shouldn't even call it a history. It's a violent history. Like, they've just, they've not been nice to each other on the court. Oh, no, no, not at all. They're yeah, definitely, no. it, go, it goes back a few years, but uh, we, <laughs> we won't they get into it. They could the new Pistons. They, they could be the new rival like the Pistons were back in the day. Hmm. What you know about that, Christine? You weren't even born yet. <laughs> stuff. Excuse you. I know a little bit. <laughs> well, look, they can't. Well, they, they can't do a lot of stuff. They oh, they 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 can't do that now. There's stuff they can do then. So maybe you'll get like your know, guys like you know talking to somebody else about somebody's mother and someone's you know recipe and whatnot. <laughs> maybe that's what that that is. But, uh, <laughs> Well, hey, I'm, I'm just We're saying, about but uh, basketball court, <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> what has impressed you so far for as with the playoffs as a whole? What teams impressed you so far? What team has disappointed you? 
I think Miami's got it. We remember Miami just kind of being that that dynamic trio with LeBron and Bosh and Wade. Now they're they're kind of coming into their own a little bit more. So I'm I'm excited to see where they're gonna go. Um, as much as I just talked crap about them, I think the Bucks have another chance of possibly having a repeat under under their belt. I know a lot of other teams have been uh dealing with some injuries during this postseason and, and the playoff time and stuff like that. But as we all know, the playoffs for, for basketball go on for what another month, weeks on yeah. end. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like it's a never ending thing. So there's still plenty of time to to see where everyone everyone goes. Yeah, speaking of Brooklyn, Christine, you brought them up a moment ago. Uh, they yeah. should be up 3-1 preparing for a game six tonight, but that's not the case. Uh, but Kyrie Irving is due for extension this summer. I was listening to some New York sports radio over the last couple of days. Uh, let's be honest here, not to me, teams. Wherever you think about his stance words on the vaccination, we're not going to get into that, but that's a lot, a whole lot of mm-hmm. anger uh, from, from what the, that people are coming from, from yeah. as far as that is concerned. But we won't get into that part. But would you give Kyrie the extension? Because let's be honest, Kevin Durant is running that organization now. And it, you, let's be fair, uh, uh, the, the players on that team, it looks like they're split down a middle of, yeah, we like Kyrie Irving, but we didn't like what he did in terms of the vaccination stuff. But yeah. here's the thing. Uh, if Kevin Durant doesn't want Kyrie Irving, I think Kyrie Irving will, uh, will not be there. But I call me crazy. I think Kyrie Irving will stay uh, stay in Brooklyn. He said after the they got swept the other night that he wants to stay there. But if you're Brooklyn, you don't want to give him the full max. But, uh, right. but it seems to me that to keep Kevin Durant happy and to keep this winning, quote-unquote, uh, potential winning the championship hopes going, then it looks like they have no, they'll have no choice but to do that. What are your thoughts on it? There, there are a lot of layers with that, with that. So let me just break it down really quick. I believe it was um, Kyrie that said, me and KD should just coach this team. You know, we, we should just yep. manage this team, which is another side of crazy in itself. Um, if anything, it's going to be, I think it's going to be up to what KD wants to do just because he's starting to turn into the face of the franchise. So of course they're, they're going to want to make him happy. Um, in regards to if they should give him the extension, I think they should do a proper extension i don't think they should aim so high with him when it comes to the money i really don't if you want to do like a year-to-year based thing with him fine do it that way you know with with covid and stuff like that things are changing all the time right Mm -hmm. so as far as we know um things can be back to normal when it comes to the to the uh post-pandemic world that we're living in as in no more restrictions and then you get Kyrie the full year or we can have another wide, uh, uh, widespread of COVID again in the fall. We we don't know. Like, we, we don't know. So I guess it just depends on how valuable the, the Nets think that uh, think Kyrie is. All right. So we'll be interested to see what they do with that. But we're going to have so much more with, you know, with Christine coming up next. You know, the NFL draft, the first night was Last night, I think there was another trade that just came out. I think you know, just a few minutes ago, but we'll talk about all the trades. We'll see what my phone didn't buzz yet. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah, but uh, you know, we'll see what the Bears do. We'll talk about what they should do or what they could do. We'll also talk, you know, 
They should have got a first round pick, but <laughs> yeah, that's a whole well, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, and I'm sure uh, Sid's got some sports media news. Oh as yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I know a couple that you're talking about. So <laughs> a lot to do still with our buddy Christy Manica, Sydney Brown, Lakini McGee, second season sports on sports on Chicago, and we'll see you on the other side of this break. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA Thursday, the Bulls dropped their second straight, 126-109 the loss at New Orleans. The Bulls are 42-31 with the setback. Zach Levine led the scoring for Chicago with 39 points. Kobe White had 23. The Pelicans got 30 points from Devontae Graham, 25 from C.J. McCollum, and a double-double from Jonas Valanciunas. Up next for the Bulls, they'll try and snap the skid tomorrow night when they visit Cleveland. The Blackhawks put a two-game winning streak on the line tomorrow when they visit the Vegas Golden Knights. Chicago with a 4-3 win at Los Angeles yesterday. Alex DeBrincat had the shootout winner. Colin Delia made 43 saves through overtime in just his second start of the season. Spring training Thursday, the Angels beat the Cubs 5-4. Today, it'll be the Cubs taking on the Rockies. The Giants beat the White Sox 9-6. Today, the Sox will face the Mariners. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut-rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Welcome back to Second City Sports. We're live and living color on the Friday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you, along with our buddy Christine Manica from KXRB. Uh, if you we're we have less than a half hour left, and this is traffic as we call a sports radio show. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can go to our face, Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Day two of the NFL draft takes place tonight. Lakina will give you the review of the first round that took place last night in just a moment. But, Christine, the Bears have two second-round picks and a third-round pick in tonight's draft. They have, I believe, four of the picks uh, in rounds four through seven tomorrow. Uh, what do you expect the Bears to do in, in, with their draft picks tonight? You know, this is tough because unlike last year's draft and even the, the year before, there aren't really any players that stand out. So so that's the that's the tough part about this. Mm. Especially now that the first round already happened, they already the top prospects are already picked up, sort of speak. So so you're kind of left with not necessarily the the uh oh the the shine or the sparkle 
of the athlete. You're more looking at mm-hmm. now what your team needs fundamentally. Right. And, and I think given that the Bears have both, you know, traded people on the offensive and the defensive side of things, it just kind of depends on what you want to strengthen more. Now, Eberflus, he he's very good on the defensive side. He already is probably formulating in his head as we speak some different plays for the defense, and he already knows how to strengthen that. I I think it would be wise then in that regard if they go on the more offensive route, especially with the loss of a couple of key players on the offensive side. Um, and, and I think that would be the most beneficial to them. You can always replace Khalil, you know, but if you want to, if you want a winning team, yeah, defense wins it, but who is Fields going to throw the ball to? And I think with that collaboration with Flus and Fields, I think that maybe they have been working together on who they think would be the best fit for that team and where they want to go in the future. Interest to see what they do because they're you got your wide receivers. There's still a couple of them out there. They could go O line because that's of course that's Ryan Poles' bread and butter mm-hmm. since he played O line. So it'll be look. They're they need bodies. I think that's the thing at this point. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, there's a young man from Oklahoma who's a D tackle who's actually from Maywood. So okay. I forgot his. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering that the, if he's there, he might he might be gone though because they're 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 talking about maybe have him going. Uh, early second round so we'll see yeah. but uh it'll be interesting where they go to go tonight because i think look like, there's a lot of places they can go because they're they got a lot of needs so we'll see yeah. what <laughs> happens uh some of the craziest that happened well we'll get we'll get some like the not so crazy stuff i mean trayvon walker talent defensive end from uh georgia went number one to Jacksonville, you know, probably got had the chillest reaction to a number one pick, you know, his family was just, everyone was just chilling, like, oh, okay, cool, we're going to Jacksonville. Yeah, <laughs> are we going to Jacksonville? Hey, Jacksonville. Right. <laughs> like, in all honesty. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, not- Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy, but uh, yeah, they fulfill a need there. First play to go number one, of course, from Jordan since, uh, of course, Matt Stafford. In oh in oh nine, so he's doing pretty well for himself. We'll see if walking to the same thing. Aiden Hudson, I really like this pick from Detroit. Doesn't have to go too far. It's you a know. hometown kid. It's it's a pretty good much. pick. Yeah, uh, they fulfill a big need in that defensive front. So he definitely fulfills any. So I, they're actually doing smart things for once in Detroit. So um, we haven't uh, said that in a while. Right, I, I know. Right, uh, they're they're extremely junior who. Some people thought that would probably be like in the top ten or just outside the top ten. He's up going. He's up going number three to Houston. Mm-hmm. Was injured injured a lot last year. Uh, Ahmad uh, Ahmed uh, Ahmad I should say Sauce Gardner. They call him Sauce <laughs> from uh, Cincinnati. He goes number four to the Jets. Another need that the Jets um, yes. uh, said safety. So uh, we're gonna have a lot of Sauce jokes too in New York. So oh boy. Yeah, they're going to be about a million. So I'm warning you guys right now. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, another New York team, did a really uh, did a good solid. Uh, the Giants. He's he's an edge rusher, very talented rusher from Oregon. He's going to the uh, to the Giants, so they will fill a big need as well. Ooh, Just a, a must over there. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, Iki Ikwudu from uh, North Carolina State. Oh tackle, they get to finally have somebody to protect uh, Sam Darnold. Was Boy. AC uh you know all ACC 
from NC State, so another solid one. Evan Neal, another old old uh, old offensive tackle. He go from Alabama. He goes to the Giants. The Giants had another top ten pick. Atlanta Drake London uh, from USC. Who's going to throw? Who's going to be throwing the ball to him? I don't know, but they they. <laughs> Uh, Seattle, uh, Charles Cross from Mississippi State, another uh, offensive tackle there. Again, who's going to be protecting? That's another question. We'll get to that in a second. Big and Gar- <laughs> right. True. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, number 10. Of course, the Jets got another pick from another trade. Uh, wide receiver from Ohio State. So, and of course, his teammate, uh, Chris Olive. Chris Olive uh, is uh, going to New Orleans after they trade their pick, you know, to the, for the commanders. So, he goes to number eleven, and uh, yeah. So we'll go through some of the other names, but uh, what do you guys think of some of the uh, some of these names that I've mentioned? Yeah, too bad that all of uh, the wide receiver of Ohio State couldn't fall to the Bears. But if you're another team with that in that division that he didn't fall to, that's the Green Bay Packers. Right. Who's Aaron Rodgers going to throw to? Adam La- Alan Lazar is not going to get it done for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think a good pick for sure is is Michigan so far, just because I think they're really analyzing what they need. I think they really want to turn this team around, especially, you know, getting basically their Super Bowl win last year against Minnesota after a, a long, long couple of years, almost two years of, of not winning. So I, I think they're really going to buckle down and see where is this team going for the season or if it's time to do a complete rebuild. Yeah. Well, Detroit said, I believe one more year left with Jared Goff with, with that, yeah. with his yeah. contract. So uh, they may be in this position next year or trying to get a quarterback, whether it's via draft or via free agency. We'll see what happens. Of course, don't forget the Detroit Lions will be featured on this year's hard knock. So a lot of <laughs> Dan Campbell, my <laughs> uh, <laughs> <boy>. kneecaps. <laughs> Well, they get a steal here because they get Jameson Williams, who a lot of people thought was going to be a top five pick, is a, is a fallen to 12 in a trade that they made with Minnesota. And uh, Jordan Davis, another uh, very talented defensive tackle. You know, the, you know, the Eagles get him at a trade from the Texans. He's going to Philly. Uh, Baltimore got Kyle Hamilton and a safety from Notre Dame, who I really like. You know, he was you know, really good last year. Um, Houston again, you know, another trade with the Eagles. You know, they swap picks. Kenyon Green from Texas AM, another offensive lineman, all SEC. Washington, Detroit with Seattle, got John Dawson from Penn State, the wide receiver. Chargers get Zion Johnson from Boston College, a very, a very talented O line guy. Tennessee got Traylon Burks, a wide receiver. And it, that trade, that trade from the Eagles. There were so many trades yesterday, it's hard to keep straight, I know. <laughs> Trevor Pinnon from a Northern Iowa that the Saints got. I don't know too much about him, but you know he he's really good. But he's got a lot of penalties though, so that's something that they got to work on. The talent is there; he's just got to be coached up a little bit. Pittsburgh gets their QB. Well, at least a guy. I'm sure if you're Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, you're not very happy. They got Kenny Pickett, you know, basically staying home from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're crazy. Uh, 24 years old. I mean, you know, the guy who's a veteran, you know, we know about his hands. So that should be an interesting one over there in Pittsburgh. Uh, Trick McDuffie, uh, the talented uh, Washington corner, goes to Kansas City in a trade with the Patriots. The Patriots traded back. Now, speaking of, uh, well, he was a uh, defensive player of the year for the Pac-12 or all Pac-12 on defense. So you know, Trent was. Uh, Green Bay, they didn't get that wide receiver, but they did get another, uh, you know, Talented Georgia, Georgia defensive end linebacker Quay Walker. 
very physical, you know, very physical, you know, got natural mm-hmm. instincts. So that should that actually might be going to be the good pick for them. So who knows? Buffalo in the trade to Baltimore, Kylie or uh, Elam uh, from Florida. If you know his, his father, Chris had a really good career as well. If you remember that name, oh boy, make you feel old. <laughs> this. <time. laughs> Dallas gets uh, Tyler Smith uh, from Tulsa offensive tackle, which they really need. Uh, Baltimore, of course, in that trade with the Bills, got Tyler Lindenbaum from Iowa. Short, you know, I know he's got short arms, but he's very uh, protective. And Lamar, that's what you need, my friend. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, uh, the second, who's the AC uh, defensive player of the year, I should say. He's going to the Jets. Jets had a really good pick. Uh, Running at the top of the first round, you got Devin Lloyd. From Utah, all Pac-12 going to Jacksonville. De- Devontae Wyatt, Georgia, he is going to the Packers. And the, the Patriots get Cole Strange from UT Chattanooga. Don't know too much about him, but he's definitely also very physical. George Calliferates from uh, Purdue, the edge rusher. He was one of the reasons why Purdue had the, the season they had last year. He goes to Kansas City. Cincinnati, you know, they, get, they beef up that defense. Uh, Michigan's Daxton Hill. And last but not least, Lewis Lewis Seen from Georgia, the safety. And that's that I believe that's five Georgia defenders. That's the first time that a team has done that has gotten five uh defenders going in the first round. So uh what do you guys think about that first round? Just crazy. It is really crazy, and, and I think a lot of people have been giving a Bill Belichick a hard time for, for their pick, but let's be let's be mindful here. Bill's been doing this for a long time. So obviously he knows what he's doing. So if you're a if you're a Patriots fan, I, I wouldn't get too worked up over this pick. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> as we as I said earlier, Lakina with Lamar Jackson now with Hollywood Brown being traded away. Put those contract negotiations a hold. Give me some wide receivers. I know we have tight end Mark Andrews, but where's my wide receivers? I don't have any at this point. Maybe mm-hmm. hopefully they'll address that tonight and tomorrow as the draft uh, continues. But right now, I don't have any weapons to throw to. And I, I can throw the ball downfield. I can do more than just run. Yeah, Hollywood Brown is uh, going to the Cardinals mm-hmm. uh, you know, with that pick that I did. I eat Keith Kyler Murray happy. Just uh-huh. saying. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, A.J. Brown, I mean, if you're a Titans fan, you're probably smarting that that pick. A.J. Brown is a going to the Eagles. Got $100 million as well. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you were Jalen Hurts, but I know they were kind of hamming it up uh, last night if you saw uh, social media. So it's going to be very interesting with that combination if that ends up staying. Now, some of the uh, the players are still out there. Of course, you got Malik Malik Willis from uh, Liberty. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes. I mean, Seattle, they pick early in the second round. They might, you know, Mika Mika Kais will probably lose it if they end up taking, if he's still there and Seattle gets I'm sure she'll lose. I know she's been very high on him as well. And they got a lot, there's a lot of wide receivers out there too. So there's a lot of depth there. So I think there's, if you have the needs, you know, Packers fans and Ravens fans, we'll see how they feel. But uh, there's still a lot of guys available, so it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight and tomorrow. All right, you're listening to Sega City Sports, the Friday edition, live in 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid, Lakina, and Christine with you. Christine, excuse me, let's go to baseball. Of course, the Chicago White Sox, they kick off a four-game series with the man friends team, the Los Angeles Angels mm-hmm. of Anaheim, starting tonight. Your truly is going to be out there tomorrow and Sunday. Of course, tomorrow, 
For those of you listening in the Chicago land area, it's a Southside hockey jersey giveaway day. The first twenty thousand fans there. Waiting for this. Yeah, so uh, yours truly is going to be there tomorrow. Um, Sid's going to get his. Uh, check out my receipts, as you young kids would say on social media. I'll get my uh, hockey jersey tomorrow. But with that being said, the White Sox are seven and eleven on the year. They blew another game yesterday to Kansas City. Uh, they gave a couple away to Minnesota last weekend. Christine, uh, do you have faith that this White Sox team uh, will turn it around, given that the fact that they're in a bad division? Well, you know, like uh, like Tony said yesterday, they are seven and eleven. So now they can get their their free slushy or Slurpee from <laughs> seven and eleven. So now they can rim shot exactly. <laughs> heat it up for the rest of the season. So whatever you want to make of that, look, it, it's the start of the season. I'm not too worried. I don't think a lot of other fans should be worried either. This series is going to be interesting because we know that the angels, they've been on a, they've been on a hot streak. They want to keep that momentum going from last year. Um, it's my boyfriend's team. So we're kind of just <laughs> oh, like <dear. laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, house divided. Oh, me. Well, I, I guess the good news is that they don't get Otani still pitching to them, so that should be. I guess that's yeah, a that's good a relief. It's a relief. You're a wise. Right, we still got to deal with them at the plate. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true too. So that's a whole nother problem. But uh, and you still, still got Mike Trout there too. Hmm. Right. So, uh, yeah. So it'll be a very interesting series tonight. So uh, hopefully there won't be too much sort of you know valley between you and your guy there, uh, Christine. But uh, no, no, we'll be fine. Good, good. <laughs> It should, be, it should be a fun series, though. I think you know, it could it could come down to you know who has gets that big hit. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Should be fun. Yeah, you also like I said, Giolito goes tonight, and Dallas Keiko, who desperately needs to turn around, he'll go on Sunday. Uh, let's move over to the north side, Christine. The Chicago Cubs lose two or three to the Atlanta Braves. Of course, they'll play the, the Milwaukee Brewers this weekend. From from an outsider's perspective, uh, what do you make of the North Siders? Well, I think it was cute that the Contreras brothers had a little moment before the game. You you could tell the emotion of, of just how proud of yeah. you, you know they they are of each other and where they are now. So it was it was a sweet moment for sure. Am I surprised they're doing bad? No, they they gave away all their players. Like what what do you want me to say? Yeah, they're gonna be great. Not just because I'm a White Sox fan, mm-hmm. but they gave away, you know, their bread and butter for the team. So, I, can they turn it around? Absolutely. Will yeah. they? We we don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it could be a while too. But I think if you, know, I guess, baby steps if you're a Cubs fan. So yeah. Just all keep mm-hmm. the baby steps up. And the good news is for all you Cubs fans, it looks like uh, they uh, the Ricketts family will not be buying Chelsea, the uh, soccer team. Ah. Uh, looks like yeah. It looks like are they uh, broke or are they yeah. just. Oh, you know, well, <laughs> well, that's a that's a <laughs> looks like it looks like Dodgers part owner Todd Bowley will be uh, an exclusive uh, negotiations to get uh, the team. That's officially yet, but that's what the various ports coming out from Europe. So we'll see what happens there. We'll keep you guys updated. What's the pressure so far this season from baseball as a whole, Christine? I think it's been exciting. There, there's been a lot of surprising games. That's for sure. Um, it's great to see Rizzo, you know, really accelerating and succeeding with the Yankees. Maybe this is the momentum that he needed. Maybe he's worth the the big contract that they gave him. I don't know. I, I'm hoping to see a little bit more 
out of uh, Chris Bryant for the Rockies because, again, they gave him a big contract. Let's see mm-hmm. what he can do with that. Um, and so far, I, I just think it's been a pretty pretty exciting and yet unexpected season. Yeah, yeah, really has. Does he have? I think does he have a whole? Does he have a whole run? Or maybe he has one. Maybe he doesn't have any right now because they, the Rockies gave him all that money and he's yeah, not. Producing. Yeah, I, I think he's kind of just coasting right now. Mm. If that makes sense, right? I mean, you're you're playing. Look, you're playing a course. Really, I think you've yeah. had like three or four by now. But yeah, uh, who knows? So, uh, so, I know you got some uh, sports media news. Yes. Yeah, and let's keep it in the baseball family. Uh, Jason Benetti, uh, I believe after this Sunday will, uh, I believe, yeah, but yeah, this Sunday will this be Sunday. his last Sunday, Sunday yeah. home game, uh, last Sunday broadcast for the White Sox because he'll be the new voice for MLB on NBC slash Peacock starting oh Sunday, gosh. May the eighth. In the Yay. first game, and uh, that first game, May the eighth on Sunday, will be exclusively on NBC. At 10.30 in the morning, Chicago time, that's when the White Sox would take on the Red Sox in Boston. So Jason Benetti will be the new play-by-play voice for the NMLB on Peacock, and he'll be joined by Steve Stone for that first game. But for all the other teams thereafter, he'll be joined by that home team's analyst. Good for him. Yeah. Yes, yes, of course, you know, he does stuff for ESPN with college football yeah. and college basketball. In other events, he does a great job with that stat cast at yeah, doing yes. the uh, home run derby and during the wild card game. So, Jason Benetti, me personally, I thought he should have been the voice of Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, forget that A Rod, Michael K, Manny style garbage. We'll leave that Ooh. alone. But, uh, Jason Benetti, uh, he's going to be the Ooh. national voice for the MLB on NBC slash Peacock starting in two weeks and Yay. actually starting next weekend. Yeah, so next uh, who's gonna be Stone's next hand guy or girl? I think uh, it, it looks gonna... like it, uh, yeah, it's at least uh, yeah, like last year, it'll probably be Lynn Casper, yeah, Lynn Casper, Lynn Casper, then Carmen Knight's gonna be doing it for doing the radio mm-hmm, on Sunday. The radio. Yeah. Oh, so now they're flip flopping, so now Lynn's going back on TV. I got you, well, at least for okay. Sunday, yeah, for, for Sundays, Sundays, for yeah. Sunday games, yeah, for yeah. Sunday games, yeah, so or maybe some of the weekend games, where, uh, but then they had to travel, so yeah, yeah. So, like I said, Jason Benetti is not going anywhere for the White Sox. He'll just be going somewhere on Sundays. <laughs> so, uh, that's the news. Uh, going uh, back to football, Drew Brees and Sean Payton are leading candidates uh, to join the NFL on Fox. Drew Brees as a uh, game analyst. And Sean Payton, as of right now, he'll be uh, joining uh, the Fox NFL Sunday guys in studio. Well, hmm. I can't say I'm surprised. Well, yeah, I mean. We, well, we all saw something coming like that. Right. And I'm wondering, you know, if he does leave after a couple of years, you know, Jimmy Johnson isn't doing it much. He's doing it mostly from his home. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you got the, is this sort of like, you know, he's going to replace him at some point? Is that going to be sort of the thing? If he doesn't take a head coaching job, I'm talking about Sean Payton. Again, yeah, again, that's, that's another caveat. So, but yeah, I mean, well, we'll see. Now, as for Breeze. I don't know what's taking uh, Fox along the name Greg Olson, the no- number one guy. I look, everyone was at that Breeze wasn't that good, you know, during the game, during the uh, Rams Bucks uh, wild card, or divisional game, I should say. Mm-hmm. So he definitely needs the reps. Yeah, I, so. I think in that regard, because Greg Olson, great guy, he was a great player, great analyst, but when it comes to the big name value, 
who, who do you want people to tune into? And everybody knows Drew Brees. So that could be their mindset for, for that decision too. Yeah, yeah we'll see what happens. Right, yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Sticking with the NFL, the NFL announces that the Chargers Chiefs in week two, of course, the NFL schedule will be released on May the 12th. But the NFL announces that the Chargers Chiefs in week two will open up the Amazon Thursday night football Ooh. package. Of course, uh, of, course, <laughs> of course, Al Michaels and Kurt Herbstreit will be your announcing crew, but it uh, but the crew will include include Tony Gonzalez will uh, will contribute to the coverage. Hmm, interesting. Well, the, the, the Chiefs, yeah, the Chiefs Chargers game, you know, putting mm-hmm. you know that game on your streaming platform, NFL probably not the smartest idea, especially yeah. since unless you live in in Los Angeles and or Kansas City. You're not gonna get it locally, so you're basically, you know, screwed if you're yeah. outside of those uh, those cities. So, like your your marquee game. I mean, like really, I know you want to give Amazon something like right off the bat, but this game, mm, I don't know. At least like, I'll get it out here in South Dakota. Yeah, well, you're you're lucky. <laughs> you're lucky. Well, yeah, it looks like Kaylee Hartom might be, I guess, the leader to perhaps maybe do sideline reporting because they haven't made a sideline reporter yet for that game. So she could be, you know, going back to that. So after doing it for many years on ESPN. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Going to the let's do that hockey, Lakina. Let's do that Mm. hockey. Of course, (laughs) I know the regular season ends tonight. In Mm -hmm. in particular, the Chicago Blackhawks are facing against the Buffalo Sabres, another bad team. But uh, the NHL regular season TV ratings across TNT, ESPN, and ABC are up double digits this year, the highest in five years. Lakina, impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Lakina, we talked about this before the season. We had to bring our girl on uh, during the Stanley Cup playoffs, a.k.a. Rachel Kopchak, Mm -hmm. uh, a.k.a. the hockey lady. Uh, we said this before, Lakina. They were on the, uh, the networks of NBC over the last decade or so, but some of the games were on USA and CNBC uh, during and the playoffs. NBC Sports it, Network. Right, yeah. which is now debunked. And right. uh, it, it didn't help matters. And you split your coverage with the Stanley Cup final between NBC and uh, that now defunct NBCSN, which was not smart. I got why they did it. But, right, but we said this when the season started. ESPN, TNT. People had those channels on their basic cable services. It's very easy to find, and I think their ratings are going to be up because oh, you yeah. got some, you got some very good teams in a, in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. I, I think there's no reason why it wouldn't they wouldn't be up. I think, mm-hmm. especially with a solid regular season, their coverage. I've seen the coverages of both both uh, the Turner Networks and ESPN mm-hmm. Networks. You've got you've got guys and gals that are really good at what they do. Yeah. So, and I, I, I think this will definitely get the momentum that they need going into the playoffs because look, you guys, look, you got a lot of great, you know, teams. You got a lot of original six teams going. You've got Tampa going for three in a row or trying to go, you know, go for three in a row. So there's the, the stories are there, and we'll see if Florida can, you know, finally get over that hump. And Colorado, I like the New York Rangers is my really favorite to hoist that cup. Yeah. Yes, I know those are they're your favorites. I know Mark Messi that'll make him oh, happy because it's been like <laughs> look, it's been almost thirty years since they've won. So I know that'll mm-hmm. make Mark Messi very happy on that front. But I think the Avalanche, we'll see if they can do it in the playoffs. Uh, the Flames, uh, Edmonton, kind of like leading the uh, the charge for uh, the Canadian team. Can Toronto finally get past the first round? Austin Matthews scored his sixtieth goal earlier this week. You think he was at the MVP? Probably. Yeah, I think so too. 
But again, like I said, we'll see if the Ravens can do it in the playoffs. They're 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 kind of those three are sort of you know, trying to lead the charge for. I think it's been what's about what thirty years since Canada's won the title, yeah. or just about you know give or take. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. lot, look, the storylines are there. So I expect that the playoffs, you know, for the NHL to be really really solid for across the networks. Yep, Christine, do you like the Stanley Cup playoffs? Uh, get uh, we know the Blackhawks are not in it, but uh, get your Blackhawks fandom yeah. out of it. Do you like the Stanley Cup playoffs? Do you enjoy watching it? I enjoy watching it for sure. Um, I like to, you know, obviously the the championship round just so they can hoist up that big cup, pass it around. I think that's really the only sport, maybe besides football, that just lets you do whatever you want. With the trophy, once you get it, you can drink out of it. You can eat out of it. I mean, <laughs> imagine how much cleaning that thing has gone through. A bunch. Well, a bunch. Well, well, if only that game could talk, it would have. It would need its own series on either Hulu or Netflix or Apple. So yeah. <laughs> they could talk. The stories that could tell. Yep. Oh boy. Yep. It has, yep. Look, it has its own Twitter account, so I'm sure. It's, oh, there you uh, go. I'm sure it'll, it'll write a book one day, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, <laughs> especially when the Hawks had it. For those three championships, oh yeah, yeah. But uh, let's see. There was one thing, one more thing I wanted to. Oh, uh, Mark Emirates, you know the uh, NCAA uh, president has announced that he is retiring after next. Uh, I guess next season, next uh, season, sports season for the NCAA at the end of June. Uh, thank goodness, because there seems to be there a lot of stuff going to be happening. You got the NILs. You're going to have another role that's going to be coming into play where unlimited scholarships and such. So. He's about to get a little bit haywire in college sports, I feel like, with him yeah, especially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's going to be the next leader of this corrupt organization? <laughs> well, people have been – look, people have been uh, lobbying for Jay Billis. I know Billis, if you ask him, I'm sure – off the record, I'm sure he'll say he'll want the job. But, uh, again, they're going to have to do a lot of changes. But, again, we'll see. But uh, – <laughs> I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of names being floated. I know Greg Sankey, his name's being brought up, but he said, "No, nah, I'm good. I got the uh, I'm part yeah. of the SEC, so I'm 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 good there." Um, there were a couple of ads that I think a lot of you know say they're not they're not interested either. So we just see who they get. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who they get. As I said before, the NCAA has been a corrupt organization for longer than we've all been alive combined. And mm-hmm. so uh, the, the advantages now go to these uh, student athletes, athlete, uh, athlete students, I should say. They're really players. they athletes versus students second. But mm-hmm. well, we'll, we'll, see what hap- we'll, we'll see what happens. At, and it, like the, like the change is already here. So we'll, we'll see how it's going to be, quote, unquote, monetized. <laughs> Oh yeah, we'll see what happens that, with that. That's the, only, that's the next step, you know, monetize yeah. everything. That's because everybody on these teams are not going to get paid. Let's oh, be no. honest. Here. You didn't. You're not going to pay a fourth string, fourth string offensive lineman a million dollars. He's not going to get that uh, sponsor from a car dealership. That's just not going to happen. That's going to the star wide receiver and the quarterback. <laughs> well, look at Isaiah Wong from uh, Miami. He's in the transfer portal, but he's not going to transfer unless his. We'll see if his NIL compensation and it doesn't increase. So he's not going. There you go. Look, they're using that. Look, that's the thing that they're using. He actually has an agent now too. So. I know some people like the purity and, you know, they're going for education, well, whatever. No, that's, that's BS. They're, they're, Thank you. They should all purity be my paid. foot. <laughs> purity, please. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anything else there that has caught your attention or are we looking forward to this weekend before we disperse? The White Sox game with the Angels. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think for all White Sox fans, though, they're going to be looking at the series very yeah. carefully because mm-hmm. they really, 
they really need to at least split the series. You get we have four, so yeah, because you got another one on Monday. So yeah, we can't have what happened with Detroit again. Uh, not Detroit, the Twins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just with just with two, like I guess that's all you can ask for, right? Yeah, Especially yeah you got and, yeah, and you got two at Wrigley Field coming up next week, starting on Tuesday. Yep, so. I know Christine's looking forward to that one. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> <laughs> early, yeah, early. Oh yeah, early. Look, I guess for the cadet season, I guess you gotta gotta you know do the the Windy City series early. So we're gonna yeah. do it next week. <laughs> so it should be should be a lot of fun. With that said, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter, as it says so right there at the bottom, and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. You can follow your truly Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80 right there on the bottom of your screen. <laughs> Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D A zero S I D K I D A zero. Christine, where can the lovely people follow you? They can follow me at C Manica underscore KXRB on the screen there. There we go. <laughs> nice. Uh, look, enjoy the, well, I know the weather's going to be uh, very wet in some parts and also too very cold still in some areas where we're almost in <laughs> May. But uh, even still, though, enjoy the sport. You got the NBA playoffs still. You got, you know, great matchups in the MLB. So you still, and of course, the draft's going to be finishing up in the NFL. So still a lot, you know, still a lot of sports, you know, this weekend. So should be a lot of fun for Sid and Christine on the If you're not going to get vaccinated, you know, wash your hands still, but be good to each other. This is Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you next week. Make sure you catch Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday, right here on Sports Zone Chicago from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Till next, till Monday next week. Enjoy the rest of April. We'll kick off the month of May on Monday. Till then, go Sox. Holla. <laughs>